Hey y'all, this is the first half of episode 78. If you want to hear the second half, um, if you want to hear it in its entirety, go to patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks and you will not only get the full version of this episode, but the full version of every premium episode, meaning you get double the content and access to the back archive of premium episodes, which at this point is almost 40 episodes, which you get right off the bat just by subscribing for $5 a month today. How many times must I tell you, motherfucker? Yeah. We in industry, niggas. <laughs> we in the streets, niggas. You motherfucking rock. Riders forever. Hey, yeah. Oh. Now what? Hey, what's up? Uh, Champagne Sharks. How's it going? This is a Patreon episode premium. This is T. You know where to find me on Twitter. It's at Ricky Rawls. And I, we have with us Mike. Hey, this is the insane Martin Payne. Oh, I, you know what? It's Mike. Um, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Black Exception One. And you really let me down there, man. I thought you were gonna have some <laughs> long, long spiel for us. I thought you were gonna be like, "It's the insane in the membrane, Martin Payne going insane, do the refrain." <laughs> like, like I thought you guys from like, you know, you know I could have, I could have, because yeah, yeah, I do yeah. that type of, you know, I, I can riff, I can riff oh, with the yeah. best of them. But I you know, I, you know what? I, it's like, oh, I, you know, I never know, I never know what the audience is, how much they'll tolerate from me. I, you know, I feel like I'm always on thin ice with our audience. Anyway, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think they, li- I, you know what? I think they just listen to us. You know, they they, they tolerate, well, they tolerate me, and no. they would prefer you and Mario. No, no, like they, they, they like, like they duo like to a trio. No, they no, would, no, they wouldn't be no. sad about it. No, no, that's like dropping. Um, First, uh, first, first off, let me ask you, man. Are you just doing this to fish for fish for compliments, man? Like, are you just trying to, you know, be like, oh, nobody likes me, so then, so then I could be like, oh no, come on, D, come on, Mike, yeah, come on, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I was, man. You caught me. Why are you always busting not, me out, D? Why don't we just let it go, man? You're not turning you social justice warrior. On this shit. Yeah, you're not turning social justice warrior on this. You're gonna start having yeah. a tumbler. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm so tired. Nobody appreciates my struggle. You no, know, I'm, I'm turning. I'm turning to that really cute chick that posts that um, thirst trap that says, "Hey, um, I hate all these moles on my back," and her shit is like flawless. You know, fucking beautiful. And, you know, and it's like they're strategically just those moles make her shit more look more better, more better. It makes it look better and. You know what? I hate when I get around you, T, because you make me fuck up English, and I don't know why. <laughs> I'm saying more better. No, more better is more better is fine. More better is fine. No, no, there was only one legitimate uh, English fuck up you had because it wasn't even slang. It was just your own thing. Like more better, more better. What was that? I can't remember. It was 
the one thing the one thing that you said, and I can't remember what it was, and then we just joked about it. But other than that, other than that, you're fine. Slang slang doesn't count. More better, more better is fine. That's all good. That's all good. Yeah, yeah. I I cannot remember the name. I can't remember the word, but uh, I I remember uh, what's it? Uh, Kaimika. You know Tamika. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. She, she um called it out too. She had my back. Yeah, yeah. She had my back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she said yes. She Mike, I was wrong. Mike did mess it up. Yeah, yeah. But T also was messed up for calling him out like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> she, 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 she had your, she had your back, and it was, it was true. It was true. Uh, you know, I'll tell you by that's all it takes. That's all it takes to get me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That she, she, my homie for life for that. See, I'll tell you my my rationale behind that. It's like, hey, I'm like. I'd rather call it out first than let one of these no good listeners uh, <laughs> call it out, you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like that, that takes the wind out of their sails a little bit. So they're like, okay, T already called it out. So you know, if we do it anything else, it'd be you know just gratuitous at this point. Yeah, um, you know, I appreciate that. You know, now that I know what your motives are, and I don't feel so bad. Okay, um, the. What I want to talk about today, but actually, before we get to that, let's just, you know what? Everybody knows the house cleaning. We don't need any more house cleaning. Uh, one episode without the house cleaning, people will live. They'll know They'll know what to do. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Yeah, but. If y'all tapping in on a regular like you're supposed to, you know what's up. Let's see. Oh, oh this is what I was going to say. Uh uh, yeah, uh, people have asked for you to do a hosting of the show, so uh, that's why I don't think that you're as unpopular as you think. Because some some people oh, have okay. asked when is uh, Mike going to host an episode because uh, one time D hosted one, so I actually went to talk to you about that. And something else I want to do too, and we're working on for you guys out there because one of the reasons why uh, we kind of get a bottleneck sometimes and we don't really stay as fast as we should is because I'm kind of the bottleneck. Like I have to be like available and I have to do the editing, but we're setting the other guys up to be able to do solo shows or to do joint shows without me. So once that happens, you know, then we're really going to see uh, who people don't like, because now I'm not going to be. Well, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's gonna be show and prove time yeah know? and i think it'll be good I'll, i'm going to like it because i would like to just be a listener and just hear what you guys have to say mm. and not know what's gonna happen like that that to me will be a lot of fun I, you know what i believe you because i feel the same way i just listened um i you know the other day i just finished listening to you and our brother d mills uh you know last uh one together and i just i just like to sit back and listen. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, he's right. No, you're right. Well, no, I don't agree. You know, I, you know, I almost wanted to be in the chat room somewhere. Like, no, what? I, you know, I disagree with you there, T, or whatever. But, you know, I like being a spectator sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Too, so. so I'm looking forward to uh, that. And I think you guys will have some pretty good episodes. So, yeah, that'll be fun. And, okay. Oh, one quick thing. This is a premium episode. If you're a premium episode listener, which you should be if you're listening to this, if you're not, then stop listening right now. And stop bootlegging our shit. Yeah. And there is now a Discord server. It's um 
basically like a Slack. It's like a chat room. But in addition to being a text chat room, it also has a voice component, you know? Um, so it's been picking up. It's been pretty. Have you yeah, used it? Yeah, I used it. Have oh, no, no. I haven't used the voice part yet. I don't know if anyone else has used it. You know, there might be some people like yakking it up as we speak. I, I pop in there um, intermittently. Uh, a lot of smart people in there. It's been it's been uh, pretty cool. Hell yeah. I was just in there earlier tonight. Um, it was, you know, it, you know, they, they hadn't really gotten in tonight, but I had to because I hadn't been in there for a few days. So, I, you know, I went backtrack through all of it and I'm like, wow, you know, and, and you know what? Like, I'm glad you said that because the um, listeners to this podcast really impressed me with their knowledge and their um, their analytical abilities about, you know, a, a, a vast array of you, subjects. It, and I'm always and I'm impressed by that. And I'm just like, wow, these people want to listen to us talk about shit. So thank you guys, you know. <laughs> yeah, I was in there and there's some conversations I could not follow. Like it was over my head. <laughs> so yeah, I was I was pretty I was pretty impressed. Like there's some things on there were some things in there. I was like, I would like to jump in on this, but mm-hmm. I have no idea what these people are talking about. And I mean that in a flattering way. Like they're not talking crazy, they're just talking above my level so yeah i was pretty i, th- I thought the same yeah well it, it inspires me to yeah, want to exactly. learn more you know what i mean like oh, learn what they're talking about um quick thing i wanted to say too oh yeah if you are a subscriber there's only one tier now if you're a um subscriber then you have access to the discord so look on the blog post of um the patreon like the post and there's a post explaining how to connect to to the discord server and to um you know talk and you know something interesting i um met some brothers who listen to the show and it's pretty like in in real life um yeah i was yeah yeah i was i was in a bar the other night and these guys they were talking i could tell like you know i'm like wow these people sound like they be listening to some shit. So I asked one of them, hey, do you listen to uh, Tariq Nasheed? And the guy's like, yeah, I listen to Tariq Nasheed. I listen to Black Truth. I listen to uh, I listen to uh, the Black Authority. You know, the really great. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know all that stuff. And, and then um, he was like, yeah, but you know, it was really great, uh, Yvette Cornell. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I love Yvette Cornell. I was like, yeah, you know, I have a podcast myself and I'm trying to get her on. He goes, oh, what's your podcast? He goes, uh, Champagne Sharks. And he's like, oh, man, I was about to listen to that next. I was like, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> like, he named every he named everything else. He named every <laughs> other one. But, you know, he swore <laughs> up and down. He had me uh, next in the queue, um, literally. But, yeah, he, he um, claimed to have heard of the show. But, you know, that was that was cool. That was very. That was very cool. Hey, I ain't mad at him. Yeah, but you know, it's, I don't mind. Lie, you know, if you're gonna tell me a lie, tell me a lie like that. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. But it it was interesting to hear. Don't tell me of, a lie. Is that hey, Mike? You're the father. I promise. <laughs> I haven't been with anybody else. And you know, on Christmas, you know what? I'm not gonna get into my personal life. Anyway, let's go. Yes, yeah. Save save that for the for the solo episode. You know, you can lay it all. You can lay it all out there. But uh, yeah, no, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> but, no, I'm gonna say more and more. I'm, I'm hearing a lot of onlineish conversations in real life, like, and it's weird. Like I was in a bar one night, and I saw this black couple next to me, and I guess they must have been doing, on the Tinder date or something. And the girl asked, 
So, you know, you're not a hotep, are you? And I was like, shit, man. This is like, is this really real life? Like, real life is sounding like Twitter man. now. It's getting, maybe just Brooklyn. Because I feel like Brooklyn, everyone's a little more plugged in than a lot of other places. So, yeah. I'm sure in the rest of America, everyone's still normal. But, or even the rest of New York. I'm sure if I go to Queens or Long Island, it's normal again. But, yeah, I hear a lot of conversations like that. I, I was at a bar and... I was talking to this white woman and what I was saying to her was something along the lines of, um, because she interrupted a conversation between me and uh, my friend who's black, but the way she kind of interrupted it was uh, very casual and entitled. Like I was like, like she just knew that we were going to welcome her interruption, you know, which was kind of her, her um, thing. And I said like, why did you just like bogart into the conversation like that? You, you know, you didn't even take, say excuse me, whatever. You just kind of thought, oh, I'm going to be cute and these guys are going to be happy that I'm in the conversation. And, you know, like, and I and I was just kind of saying, like, yeah, I, I just think, you know, you think because you're, you're like a white woman, like the black guy is just going to drop whatever they're doing. They're going to be like very happy because it was nothing like black. It was nothing yeah. like black guys in the bar and her. And her and she was already talking to one black guy to her right, and she stopped to um kind of jump into ours, and then um she was like, oh no, you know I I'm uh you know I'm not like that I'm not like one of those people. She goes, yeah, I have you know like I'm like intersectional, and I was like, fuck, like <laughs> that's a total like online response. That's not like a real world response that you, you're like welcome to welcome to welcome to live twitter yeah huh? the, yeah the world is becoming live twitter it's weird i don't want to i don't know if i want to be in this world where you can't escape twitter like you know i you know what i've been you know i've been perfecting this to where people just don't interact with me in public for the most part you know except for except for white women i just can't get them to stop you know yeah. what I mean? I, I, you know, I, I, I've made myself really unapproachable to most white dudes, but it seems like white females just, no matter what look I have on my face, like, you know, the uh, dispassionate responses that I give to their, uh, you know, fucking queries about my height and whatever. One of the most fascinating it, it just, about it, white women is they're, they're like some of the most unafraid people on earth masquerading as the most afraid people on earth like when it's time to pull a damsel in distress act they can just jump to it in like a heartbeat and you're like i was so scared for my life and you know everyone's like caping for them but you know know, when it's time to get reckless they will be reckless they will get in people's faces they will you know especially that let me talk to your manager type of white lady like oh yeah, any white lit. Did you see? There yeah. was this video. There was this video. It was a black guy. He was a, you know, I don't know if it was Uber or Lyft or whatever, but he was a, he was one of those type. He was a driver, and he had he had taken this couple or whatever the problem was. They were arguing now, and now they're fighting. But she's the one that's doing the the majority of the fighting, and she's like, "I'm a white woman. I will fucking kill you." <laughs> said that. And, you know, don't you ever? She did. I swear. I swear it was hilarious, you know. And like the guy that was the driver, he was an older brother. He was probably maybe he looked like he was fifty. He might have been older than that. Um, 
you know, in the couple, they were probably 50 as well, you know, maybe, you know, late 40s. And she she was doing all the talking. She's like, I, you know, I'm a white woman and I'll kill you and I'll go home tonight or oh, some shit wow. like that. I'm like, wow. it just, it's, it's, this bitch knows she, who she is and she don't give a damn. She didn't get kicked in the face. Oh, though. my yeah, yeah. Every now and then they <laughs> catch that old school guy that they weren't uh, ready for, uh, and that show, and that show, black. Oh no, yeah. Buddy was, Buddy was going. He he was backing up. They were steady. They were the aggressors. Clearly, he was backing up. But then when it when it was time to engage, he was definitely the guy that was, um, getting the upper hand. Even though it was two yeah. on one. one thing, one thing with white women now, as I noticed, they're not like scared of black guys like they used to be until it's too uh, until it's too late. No, like no. like you know, they were never. Like you just you just kind of yeah. alluded to that. They were never really scared. They play that role. Well, well, nah. they were scared enough to like play that role at least. Like now, they're not even like like they only play that role now when shit escalates out of control. But now they just come out the gate. They don't even test the boundaries anymore. And I feel like gentrification has like done that to them. Like it's really like like I'll give an example. There was um because now they kind of have numbers wherever they go. And now with gentrification, they've been able to taste the hood and realize that they can survive it and like navigate it. You know what I'm saying? Like like yeah. I think when like white people yeah. just live in the suburbs and you know the the hood was the other side yeah. of Oh yeah, definitely. When they're out there in the outskirts, they don't deal with black people, so they don't really realize how the majority of black people really yeah, don't exactly. want problems and with. Gentrification them. has kind of made them. Re- we know black people, it, urban black people, know that white people yes. are off limits. So they, the white people from from the suburbs coming. Yeah, a thug will rather rob like a nerdy black guy than touch like a white woman like you know because it's just not worth the grief yeah. it makes the block hot yeah and i feel like you know wh- yeah yeah this white guy i used to this white guy i used to study with he was like you know i mean he was we were talking about like you know if you like you were walking through a, a neighborhood that was black and that was you know a kind of a rough neighborhood you know he was he's like you know i would have a rougher time and i was like probably not unless it was my neighborhood and everybody yeah. knew me there because even though even though neither one of us are from that neighborhood, if they see you there, they figure you have a reason to be there. Either you're a cop or you're buying some dope there. Me, yeah. they're gonna want the rundown. They're gonna assume with you. Yeah. You know, hey, who yeah. you? Yeah, you're not there to be coming to see. Yeah, yeah, you're not there to be from the rival set. You're not there to do whatever. And also, if they decide to wipe you off the earth, no one's going to care. With the the white guy, they have no idea who his people are. They have no idea what will happen if you do anything to him. So it's like, I mean, it does happen, but it's not as common as people think. And I feel like when white people were just afraid to even leave the suburbs or go to the other side of the track or when gentrification wasn't even a real thing that's when i think they were kind of scared like they weren't really scared of like an individual black guy but they were scared of that environment of being someplace where you know uh the savages were going to yeah outnumbered and the savages and they would get raped and nobody would do anything or get mugged and no one would do anything 
find them until later. And I think once once gentrification happened, they kind of realized like, um, hey, I have a lot of license to act out. And, yeah. you know, it's not as scary as I, as as like it almost was almost better when we were like so negatively stereotyped. Like, you know, uh, did, white girls now, they use the projects as a shortcut drunk. And I'm like, I'm like, uh, 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 yeah, yeah. I like, I'm from my team because because this is the thing. I grew up in like in the crack eighties or crack nineties, so I have like some ingrained habits. And one of them is like not cutting through projects. I don't know if I see projects. Yeah, a nigga. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't just randomly cut through projects where I don't know people in the projects. Like that's not a shortcut that I'll take because it, especially like in the eighties and nineties. You know, you never knew what would happen. Somebody would give you the rundown, ask you who you knew, what you're doing walking around here and stuff. And now it's not like that anymore. So, like, and at at best, at best, you might leave out of their butt. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) You know, all your belongings and your clothes and your shoes. You got to run. And, you know, of course, I walk home in the humiliation. At worst, you don't make it out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the truth of the matter is now, the projects are a shadow of themselves where I probably, you know, could walk through them, but I just still don't have that habit. It's just not something I'm used to doing. Right. right. But, so, so I was walking yeah. up the street and I look to the right and I see these two white girls like drunk coming from the bar, just cutting through the middle of the projects, like t- to, uh, as a shortcut, very comfortable. You could tell they've done it like a million times before. And that's when I knew like, like when when gentrification first started, like like uh, white people used to tell me, if I ever came to visit you, like would I be okay and stuff? Now, like you know, they just show up. They're going to places not even gentrified yet, just staking it out. Like like they're looking at there's a place called Brown Brownsville where, where like MOP is from. And I was driving. Yeah, yeah. Yep, I was driving. I love yeah, I love them too. But I was driving down there, and there were a couple of white people walking around. There's nothing even there yet. They're just scoping it out like a. So Brownsville is still pretty rough, but they you they got an advance party rolling through advanced there right now. Advance party, yeah, exactly, exactly, and and it's also not as rough as it was. Like it's not as rough as it was, like you know, eighties, nineties, or even. But well, that's true. That's probably that's true. Most yeah, yeah, yeah. Most projects. most hoods, because even bad neighborhoods are a shadow of what they used to be. Like crime is going down like all over, but it's still something that would have scared most of them pre-gentrification. But, but yeah, yeah. But now, like, there's like advanced parties down there, just like scoping it out, you know, trying to get a cheap rent early. I see like some hipsters down there with their parents. So it looks like, you know, the parents maybe going to help them buy something. So they're just going to buy something. Now. Must be nice. Yeah, must be nice. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, what I saw the other day, there was this uh, white girl. And this is interesting. She was really homely. Like she had no body, nothing. She was kind of real thin and she didn't even look um, particularly feminine. She looked kind of like androgynous and she had like a buzz cut. And do you ever see um, Menace to Don't Be a Menace in the Hood while drinking your gin and juice? That that um, Wayne's Brothers movie, I think they shortened it to... Um, don't be don't be a menace. Most people just call it don't be a menace. But you remember that movie? Yeah, don't be a menace to South Central while drinking your hill you're drinking your juice in the hood. Yeah, yeah. You remember the scene where um that 
woke uh, black guy, the conscious black guy, uh, walks past like the hot black girl to um, talk to this uh, really homey looking white girl. And he's like, yeah. oh, my milk and magnesia, my this and that. Oh, you, they broke the mold when they made you. And she's like, oh, hell yeah. That was, funny. That was the funny part of the movie. He's like, no, because he, he stops the system. Yeah, to make her. He's like, excuse me, my new being queen. Could you do me a favor? Could you tap that white girl on the shoulder for me? Yeah, he, he, he flattered the black woman with all these platitudes. Like, hey, my, you know, goddess of ISIS, whatever, you know. And then. <laughs> You know, because you tap this very homely, yeah, unfortunate white chick on the shoulder. For yeah, me. yeah, and, and and it was uh this this woman looked like her in that movie, but uh, with the buzz cut, right? And these guys were like um, catcalling her. I was like, first I was wondering, like, first nobody should catcall anybody, right? Because you know that's not a classy thing to do. But I was thinking, like, why are these guys catcalling um, her? Like, part of me thought they were trolling her. Because I'm like, this is just really, really weird. Like, like because they both could have done, like, um, much better. It was very weird that they were uh, catcalling her. But they were like, hey, yeah, you're looking good. Whatever. And then she just stopped. And she was just like, don't you dare yell at me like that. I'll tell you what's what. And she was, like, screaming on them, like, you know, she was like she was straight barking on him, like, like three, four, four wow. big guys, and she thinks she was about to run up on them, like, like she was like ninety five pounds, like soaking wet, and she was, yeah. So that whole, um, yeah, white women are, are I think are the least scared people on on the planet. Like, I think I think white guys still have a little bit of that self preservation instinct in them, but yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. No, I mean, but you see that across the board with women. Like, well, I don't know. I do in certain situations. It's like, you ever seen a guy with a girl and they're getting uh, challenged by another guy or a group of guys? And it's obvious that the guy with the girl does not want problems. But the girl that he's with is doing all this yeah. mouth. She's yapping, like, no, he ain't scared of you, and and you whoop your ass and your ass, and like, damn, oh yeah, but but that's that's different because because they know you're the ones are gonna take care of the chin, so so they're being, yeah, yeah, they're being mouthy with your uh body at risk, but yeah, yes, some of these white women I see lately, they'll just be like by themselves, like dolo, and just barking on people. I don't know. And you know, once it gets out of control, when it, when they retell the story, it's gonna be damsel in distress time. Like you know, when when they do that one miscalculation, and they like come across that like wrong guy, it's gonna yeah, the one that just the one that just don't give a damn. Yeah. You well, you've seen it. I've seen those videos, and those are like the funniest videos in the world to me. <laughs> like the lady, she's she's talking all this nigger nigger yeah. shit to this black dude, and she spits on him. He slapped the taste out of her mouth, and then she's like, "Oh, I'm calling the police!" Yeah, like, hold on, you just doing all that? Yeah, she, she was dropping n bombs on him like crazy, and then he smacked her in the face, and then yeah, she just went to like full victim mode and stuff. It was it was nuts. Um, what I actually want to talk about today, uh, you read the Donald Glover piece, right? 
I yeah, did. yeah. Um, what did you think about it? Hello, did I lose you? Test. Oh, that was my bad. I accidentally that was my bad. T. I accidentally hit the. Uh, I accidentally oh, hit yeah. the. Uh, I maybe button. you hated the article that much. You just bounced. You're like, fuck that. No, I actually liked it. I liked the article, man. I think who you know, I'm. I don't yeah. read the New Yorker like that. Um, uh, but I thought that was a, a really well written article. I got you know, I got a lot of insight into Donald Glover's personality. And I, you know, I really enjoyed the article. I did. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was pretty good too. Um, I thought it was good, but I wasn't crazy about the author. The author's voice was kind of annoying me because I felt he was throwing really? a lot of a lot of. I thought he was throwing a lot of shade in the article. In that shade or two, Donald Glover, but in that white liberal guy way, like like. Oh. They have this way of throwing shade on you that is mm -hmm. very subtle. And, you know, he kind of, he kind of tries to make him sound a little crazy or, um, he wish I could think of some examples. Um, well, I definitely, I can, I can agree with you there because I, you know, but I just thought that was, I don't know if I, if I thought that was him throwing shade. I just took that as really being, who I thought, who I think Donald Glover is when he was saying certain things like to make it seem like Donald might be like, you know, a pothead and kind of spacey at times or whatever. Is that what you, is that what you mean? Um, I'm going to look, I'm going to look for um, an example. Um, like, he was saying things that... Um, Okay, this is something he kept doing, right? I felt like, actually, I think this is the best way. Let's go through the article from like um, beginning to end. And it's a long article. I'm not actually going to read it from beginning to end, but uh, I'll share like some of my impressions um, on the article. 